Hey, Dad. Hey, Aaron. Where you at? At home. Finishing dinner. I see. You know, this is probably the most we've talked since I've moved out. <laughs> oh, all these Bible studies? Mm-hmm. Well, Bible study is supposed to be the time when, you, you know, there's communication, right? Right. Actually, I was, I was starting to think that maybe tonight I would have an open mic Friday and we would just have an open discussion about all this and answer some questions and talk about some, some verses that, that answer questions. I would be totally down for that if I would have had a heads up because, Dad, you know me. I ask my questions when I think of them right then and there, no matter how dumb they are, because I'm going to forget them five minutes later. Well, I'm going to do a little review, and I'm going to do a little review of what we've done yesterday, what we talked about yesterday, and then I'm going to... And then I'm going to cover the first 10 verses or so, Proverbs 31, and then we're going to have open mic. Okay, that that seems a lot more guided and less prone for me to fail. That seems okay. Roger that. So I, I really feel there's dad, dad's on. Uh, grandpa's, grandpa just logged on right now, and I... I really feel it's important to uh, take time here and there for all the younger folks in the family to to throw questions out there and 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 not just not this isn't about me controlling a, a time slot or a podcast. This is about our family uh, discovering a, a, a cleaner path to, to Christ or, yeah. or discovering the narrow way. And, uh, well, and if we don't take advantage, if, if, if you guys don't take advantage of grandpa and me, uh, going before you and all the years that, that we've spent studying, if you don't take advantage of that and ask questions, well, that's kind of foolish, isn't it? I'll be completely honest with you. I do it 50% for that. And 50% for the fact that I know you're going to be disappointed if I have the opportunity to attend Bible study, and I don't. So I got that going for me as well. And I'd rather not disappoint you or not. So, like, there you go. I'll take it any way I can get it. But really what I want is is I want you to mature to the point spiritually that you don't miss Bible study because you don't want to disappoint God. It's, It's not about me, son. Well, but but I but I do love the fact that look, make no mistake. There's no price. There's no price. Like, like somebody said, look, I'll give you a million dollars if you just quit Bible study and your kids. No way. All right. There is things that God told the children in, uh, when they were in the in the wilderness. I will say, though, that I do feel that way if I miss my morning Bible study, where, like, I open in the morning, and I'm just, I wake up late, and I'm running low on time, and I don't open up the Bible and at least read a verse out of it and pray, 
Can you I, hear I Grandpa? I feel guilty like that. Yes. Can you hear Grandpa, Aaron? Yeah. You can? Can you hear me, Aaron? Cause, yeah. Because yeah. Grandpa was just talking and you went right over the top of it. Oh, oh. Right. all right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I didn't hear him at first. Exactly. That's the right answer, son. There you go. I think I think sometimes there's a delay on this type of program. There, there is a little delay. There's a little lag. That's what causes that kind of the sound like a water faucet running in the background. Yes. There's a there's an internet lag at times. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Grandpa. Not a problem, Aaron. I know and, you were, and what you said is a right answer. It is. Uh, I have spent. I get. I, I'm like your dad. I I don't get up at four thirty. I get up at five thirty. Uh, of course, now since I've been having my health problems, I get up at any time that I wake up. <laughs> so. Uh, but I have uh, chosen to start at 5.30 in the morning for years uh, of, of having my time with the Lord every morning. And uh, that's what I was talking about, the children of Israel, when God had them in the uh, wilderness, he told them, in Deuteronomy says to teach your children who will teach their children who will teach their children. So so it is to be an ongoing process in our lives. Indeed. I I do want to say that I allowed my own home to suffer there because I tried to have home Bible study with my children, and uh, my youngest daughter made fun of it, and all she would do was giggle, and I didn't have support from the other side of the family, but I'm the one that was at fault for not continuing it. So I so I confess an error in my own life, and and it and I have paid for it dearly. Well, I uh, I went through the same thing, you know. Aaron Aaron knows when I started having Bible study in our house, there was uh, some resistance and there was some friction and there was some not being engaged in Bible study and and there was some frustration on my part about people not taking it seriously or you know and and I by God's grace I persevered not not in small part due to the fact that dad told me his testimony and and so I I realized no matter what's going on on the outset God commands me to do something and I'm not supposed to determine whether or not I'm going to obey God based on what other everybody else is doing. Exactly. And, exactly. And so, and and that is that's another really important part of us having this this family meeting is that 
not only do you have the opportunity to ask those who have read or, or, or been enlightened or whatever, really, the most important thing is you get to ask the guys that are older than you that have made mistakes. Where, where we've missed it, that's the place where our heart earnestly wants to teach you, careful for that pitfall. Don't fall in that hole where I fell. Well, and, and uh, even in the New Testament, uh, the word tells us that all of that was done for our benefit. Amen. Raiden, Jake, are you guys on? No. Raiden and Jacob are not on? No. What? No. Yeah, I don't see them. Oh, well, it's Friday night. You know what? Raiden's probably at church at Dynamic Life. And uh, Jacob's probably on his Friday night with his girlfriend. Okay. All right. So, Dad, here's what I was thinking of doing tonight. I was thinking, I, I, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, this, this controlled methodology of this podcast that we've been doing. And, and I've been thinking that, you know what? Tonight might be a good time for us to kind of time out and have kind of an open mic Friday. I'd like to do a quick review of what we talked about last night. And, uh, and then, I, then Aaron had some questions about Proverbs 31, the first few verses that, that you guys read. And, and so I was just going to recap that real quick and then just allow some, some questions and answers go down I, I know Melanie's always got some questions to throw out there and and so it, and, and and she incites some really good conversation some some real good um, questions that are that 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 other believers need to hear answers to at some point too so right. if everybody's okay with that I'd kind of like to just kind of freestyle tonight and say our prayers and get rolling okay <clears throat> Father, thank you for this time together as a family to read your word. Uh, I thank you so much for this opportunity for us to learn together, to exhort one another, to grow together. Father, we yield our hearts up, fertile soil. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come and teach us, lead us, enlighten us, help us. Please show us the questions we have in our hearts and lead us to the right answers. Show us to the right answers. We yield our vessel up to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So the quick review of last night was that we read Genesis 3.16. We read the, the curse that, that, that God uh, put up upon a woman that she would have pain in childbearing and in pain she'd bring forth her children that her desire will be to rule over her husband but that her husband shall rule over her <coughs> um, in Deuteronomy 6 we read last night that these words I command you today shall be in your heart this is what dad was talking about earlier you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way 
and when you lie down and when you rise. It's God's law that you teach your children. Yes. This is a commandment to teach your children. Um, and then last but not least, we read Ephesians 5, where we uh, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So a, a, a wife isn't submitting to her husband just because God's word says so. You're submitting to your husband. That is your way to submit to Christ. That is a methodology of your submitting to Christ. And it's not trying to say that your husband is Jesus. Don't, don't, don't take that. Everyone who becomes part of the body of Christ has obligations. We have duties. We have a position. Um, yes. Well, it doesn't matter whether we're a finger or we're a lip or we're an ear or, or we're a toe or we're an ankle bone. Whatever piece of the body of Christ we are, we have a function in the body. And, and without that function, the body is not a whole body. Body doesn't function as a whole body. The husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. Okay? Now, don't think about that negatively with the, the you know, inside, you get that, you might get that, a little bit of rebellion rise up when, you, when it says that the husband is the head of the wife. Well, everybody needs a head. Everybody needs a head. And if there's two heads, it's it's a it's a monster. Only monsters are two-headed. Okay? But a head without a body isn't much use either, is it? And the head can want to pick something up or to eat it, but it can't do anything without the body. So this is the position that God has ordained for us in the overall theme of things. And we have to come to a point where we can, where we're prepared to accept the order of things, the natural order of things, as God ordained, the way he designed it. And, and if we truly want to see the blessing of a marriage, the love of a marriage, the fruitfulness of a marriage, the peace of a marriage, okay? A marriage, if we want to see the joy of a marriage the way that God created marriage to be, then we have to do it God's way. We're, we'll never find that joy and that peace and that per perfect marital uh, relationship doing things our own way. Guaranteed. Believe me, people have been trying it for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, and if they're not doing it God's way, they screw it all up, inevitably. So uh, the last thing I wanted to, to read tonight was that Aaron had some questions about Proverbs 31. I didn't have questions. Let me answer them. And, and Proverbs 31 um, talks about the perfect wife and begins in verse 10. In verse 10, it says, who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. 
You notice it says safely trust her. Not only does he trust her, he's he safely trusts her. Yes. His trust is in her and it's a and it's a good trust. It's a merited trust. It's on solid foundation. So he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She doesn't go bash him in public. She doesn't put him down out, out, in, the, out in the world. She doesn't go disgrace him at his work. She lifts him up. She helps him. His successes are her successes because they're one flesh. That's right. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. In other words, let's put those into 2019 terms. She looks, she looks for a way that she can diligently create some income. She looks for a way that she can bring some income into the family. It's a lot easier for a woman to do that before there's children in the family. But once there's children in the family, it's very, very difficult for a woman because she's got a full-time job. You know, her job isn't, you know, sometimes, look, Aaron, Aaron can attest to this. And, and, and I think dad and mom know this too, but I mean, for, for the, for most of Aaron's life, I've worked 80 or more hours a week. We've hardly had any vacations together. I didn't spend a whole lot of time playing around and having fun while I had children. However, I'll say this. Even when I worked 100 or 110 hours, 120 hours a week, my wife worked more hours than me. Because when I came home, I came home. And I sat down. And back in the old days, I used to sit down and turn on the TV. A woman's job is an enormous burden. I know it well because I did that job too, as Aaron knows. Um, so, so she looks for a way to, to add additional income into the family. She's like a merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. So she even she, she might devise a plan that takes her a, a, a long duration of time to see the return on it. Because she's patient. Because she's willing to put in the work to see a return in a, in a long time. And believe me, uh, all of men on this call, we know that our wives have made a long-term investment in us as well. She considers a field and buys it from her profits. She plants a vineyard. In other words, just like I said, that long-term plan. So if she can't afford to get a vineyard, so she backs her plan up. Guys, we'll mortgage ourselves to the hilt. We'll go to our buddies. We'll, we'll do whatever we have to do to push our way to, to our plan. You know, if our plan is to build a vineyard, man, we're so focused on building that vineyard. But a woman is a lot more... Uh, flexible with her plans. If she says, man, I want, really want to have a vineyard, but we don't have a money for a vineyard, 
well, how much money do I have? And she looks at that and she says, okay, I'm going to look for the right investment and then I'll sell that. And then I'll take that money and I'll invest it in something else. And then I'll take that money and invest it in something else until I can make that money big enough to have that dream, that vineyard. Mm -hmm. I tend to pro approach things a little more directly. And in fact, a lot of men make the mistake of when we see our wife make a little bit of profit, we, we're ready to grab up that profit to push our own dreams. She girds herself with strength and she strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out at night. So long after we're asleep, she's still up. Working away. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. In other words, those are the tools of her trade. Whatever she needs to get done, that's what she's working on. She's got diligent hands. She extends her hand to the poor. That means she's generous. She wants to help others. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of snow because she's made preparations for her household. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop right there. That covered the areas where, where Aaron had questions um, the other night. I, um, I actually had questions on the first nine verses oh, of, not the, of the chapter. Yeah, but you were covering it so good. I didn't want to interrupt you. I see. Well, I didn't realize that you read the part that wasn't about the wife. Well, you told me, read chapter 31, so I read the whole chapter. <laughs> I see. I see. Well, yeah. well, Aaron, what were your questions on the first nine? Well, I, I just had a few, and it was really just because of the way that my Bible was translated. So I looked at a couple of different translations online, and I kind of summed them up into one, and I, I kind of got the gist of it. Um. And honestly, on the fly, I don't believe um, I think that honestly, what it's trying to say is that um, his mother is trying to tell him how a king should act. But it is also um, a um, transferable message to us because we are warriors and we are um, the sons of of God. So if that's how a king should act, then. No less, that's how we should act as well. Absolutely. Um, We're kings and queens. Yes. And then um, the one question was, um, give, uh, verse 6 was, give strong drink to him who is perishing and wine to those who are bitter of heart. Now, um, at first I was thinking, you know, um, that's that means like, that's okay that's trying to tell somebody that that's okay to um drink if they're like bitter of heart at the time or if you're suffering but um upon further investigation uh, i kind of found that more or less like that was just something that his mom was trying to tell him like that is something that you're above that is beneath you that's for you know that's not for you because you're a king Regardless of your condition. Yes. Um, yes. And then it, it was really just the way that uh, my Bible was wording it. Verse 8 says, open your mouth for the speech. 
in the case of all who are appointed to die. Now, um, that's just, I had to read a couple of different translations. Um, and open your mouth for the speechless upon other translations. It's really like speak up for those who can't speak up for themselves because you're strong. Yes. And then um, in the case of all who are appointed to die. Now that was just like super, um, I couldn't, I couldn't figure that one out. So I kind of had to look at a couple of different translations and just meant for like in general, everybody, because ultimately we're all going to die. In other words, speak up for those who who have been uh, who have been waylaid. Speak up for those who who can't, like you said, who can't speak up for themselves. Those who are perishing, or are the, the innocent that's been blamed with something. Speak up for the innocent. And plead the cause of the poor and needy. We know that the, the, the foundation of the throne of God is justice and righteousness. That the throne of God sits on, on a foundation made of justice, of justice and righteousness. That's right. so, so what King Lemuel's mother was teaching him was be a just and righteous man. Be a just and righteous man. Stand up for the needy. Don't go around getting drunk and, and being an idiot. Let the let the ones let let those who are who are gonna die in their iniquity, let them go and get drunk. Okay? That's that's not for you. Be a righteous man, be a good man. Stand up, be a light unto men, be a man, mighty man of God. Be honorable. Right. And I really feel like that's important to read before you go into the virtuous wife, because there's there's certain standards that like if you have a virtuous wife, you can really abuse that blessing if you are not trying to be the right kind of man. Oh, yes, absolutely. That is um, you can completely destroy a woman. Absolutely. Um. And then the last question I had, and this is just because I remember this as a child, and I know for whoever else's son is out there listening to this, um, we did go over that a father shall not tease his son. Does that mean that a father cannot make fun of his son or tease him? I'm only, I'm not, I'm not, it doesn't say that. That's not what the word says. The word says that I'm not provoke, I'm not to provoke my son to yes. anger. Yes. And fortunately for me, you don't get angry. Well, that's only because you led me to anger so many times <laughs> that I became immune to it. Well, good thing I got all that in before I got converted, son. <clears throat> oh, my God. Did so you really just answer that? for the other people? Did you say that? Oh, my Lord. I cannot believe that. <laughs> so, so you can go back and play this for my great-grandchildren someday. <laughs> Feel sorry for yourself. That's fine, but I'm feeling for everyone else, okay? I'm over it. That's yeah. hilarious. So, yeah. Anything else? 
Mel, yes, I you, yes. I heard a peep out of you tonight. Yes, yes. I, I, I have some things to say. All right, come on. Um, <laughs> on my, on my way to work, um, you know, I was marinating in that um, lesson last night, and um, you know, it kind of it it touched me in in a in a tender spot. That's, I mean, I know that that's, I know that you know that already. Yep. So, um, so the Lord and I were dealing with that last night, but on my way work to work this morning and rebellion did try to rise up in me over the control thing. I mean, if I want to hunt and fish and work on a truck or do whatever, I mean, is that me trying to be my husband? Or is that nope. just the desire that I have because I like to do things like that? It's it's definitely not you trying to be your husband unless it's you trying to be your husband. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I am I am very much a um a true feminist in in the sense that I feel women should be women and men should be men. And, you know, so I was just thinking about that. And I was like, surely not. That's not what that means. Because something's wrong with that somewhere in my conception, in my mind. But in some cases, that that is exactly true, that that's, that's what happens. Um, no, I just wanted to make sure about that one. Yeah. You know, in the Proverbs that we were just reading, she bought a field, she went out and planted, she was a farmer. That's right. When you think of farmer, you think of a man. Yep. But right. she took care of it. And, and she wasn't trying to usurp her husband's position, nor was she getting her self-worth from being able to do what he can do. That's right. She was getting, she was getting her self-worth by helping others. I think that I think that you know because she's adding too and when Sky read that she she esteemed her goods as good. What was it her merchandise as good? Yep. That means she is good inside and everything that she has to offer is good. Her intentions are good, and she only wants to help and benefit the whole, I think. Yes. I, That's exactly right. So, so and I think, you know, she's kind of a just a get-it-done-whatever-it-takes get it kind of girl. I like that. Yes. I, and 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 I also, what I, what I also like about the, the way that it's laid out is that no matter what she sets her mind to to go do on the side, her priority is always her family. You can see yes. that everything oh. she does outside, she still holds down every, all of her responsibilities with her family, and she does those other things in addition to. Right. Yes. And we need to remember that the women back in those days, they all had maids. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know what? That's a tradition that y'all need to bring back. 
Well, there's some problems have, nowadays with slavery, Mel. We, uh, you know. I, I don't mind paying for it. You know what I mean? I don't mind paying for it. I don't want to enslave anybody. I'm just saying there, there were times I used to joke all the time that I needed a wife because I had so much to do. Everything. If I had someone cleaning my house and writing the checks to pay the bills, you know, it would be it would be helpful to me. <laughs> yeah, you know, when people couldn't have indentured servants, uh, a large portion of that went out the window. Um, yeah. When when they when they had to start cutting a paycheck for it, a huge portion of it went out the window. Right. Well, and I'm practical too. I mean, I'm I'm not going to pay someone that I can do something myself and and I'm particular and I like things a certain way. So, you know, it would just be frustrating. Yeah. Unless well, unless they were really really good. <laughs> they were really really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Roger that. So, uh, if, if, if we've reached the end of the Q&A tonight, we'll turn it over to Dad. Everybody got all the questions out? So far, there's always questions to come. I always have questions, and they're really, sometimes they're strange ones. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, uh, God is good. Yes. I... Uh, I know. I know one thing. I I I know the things I failed in, and when we know them, then we need to change them. Yes. And I and I went to all my children and asked forgiveness for not doing a lot of things with them that I should have. Uh, I know I can't undo what I did, but I can certainly teach others to not miss that mark. Uh, it's it's a hard lesson to learn when you actually end up losing part of your family. And uh, who, who knows what would have been different if I had done it different. I don't know. Father, we just come tonight and we want to thank you for loving us as you do because you love us, Lord, without reservation. And Lord, your grace towards us is new every day. And if we think, Lord, in our minds that uh, we earn anything that we have, we're badly mistaken, God, because you're the one that provides it. You provide our salvation. You provide our jobs. You provide every good thing, Lord, that we have. Father, when we get our eyes on the things instead of you, we're going to falter. And we just give you praise, Lord, because you, oh Lord, if we if we listen to you, you do correct your children. Very clear in chapter twelve of Hebrews that you correct your children, Father, not the bastards not those who do not belong to you. 
So, Father, we ask you, Father, to direct our hearts daily. Draw us nigh unto you, Father. Open the eyes of our understanding that we might know the height and depth and breadth and width of your love. Yes. And how how gracious you are to us, Father. Lord, may we see you high and lifted up as Isaiah did. And your train filling the temple. I I can't even imagine in my eyes, Lord. And I I pray, I pray, Lord, that even before I die, I will see that vision that Isaiah saw. And Father, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing. And as we went over this tonight and last night, this is exactly what's wrong with America today, is that we have lost completely the headship of Christ over our husbands and over the wives and this freedom that women think they need to have is totally out of character of what you teach us, Father, in your word. Because we are free indeed when we come to you. And we don't have to have freedom from men. We need freedom from the world. Amen. And we ask, Lord, that you will bless our president and the leaders of our land, our judicial system, our school system, our churches, Father, have gone backwards. They have backslidden through the ministers of, of Satan. And we ask, Lord, that you will touch mightily our teachers, our preachers, and our lawgivers, Father. Because, Father, until we get that right, this country is going to be a mess. And we thank you for caring for us. We thank you, Lord, for overseeing our lives. And we thank you for every good thing that you give us, Father. You give us our first dime, Father. And you've said, Lord, bring. You didn't say give. You said bring the tithes into the storehouse. We're not giving you anything because 100% of it belongs to you. And we ask you, Lord, to direct our hearts to know that. We just give you praise. We ask you to bless the family that's on here tonight. And Lord, direct our hearts in your love and grace. Lord, we ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. One request. Before we leave, um, I have two things, please. If uh, y'all could pray for my cousin Debbie. She's in the hospital right now. She's very ill. And um, trying to find out what's going on with her. And uh, and pray for Cecilia. Um, Michael's second baby in two years was born on Tuesday. And she had a reaction like she had before um, on Wednesday. And they shot her with the EpiPen thinking it was an allergic reaction. And... Um, when I pray for her, I, Holy Spirit just keeps telling me there's, she's bound inside. And I can just, you know, she's just bound and she just stuffs her emotions down and she's so very upset. She doesn't understand why someone would 
throw away their family and create a new one. Yeah. And my heart hurts for her. I don't know how to explain that. So if you could just um, pray for my baby. Okay, we will. Thank you. Amen. All right, good night. And then uh, uh, one request. Yes. Let's can we make Q&A like Sunday night? If we know that Raiden and Jacob aren't going to be participating and we're doing it for the fact that like we want to appeal to like younger people with more questions, shouldn't we do it with more younger people involved? Oh, Raiden and Jake, Raiden and Jake will never ask questions uh, like don't say that about them. Don't don't they, don't do that. They won't do it, Aaron. They're not like you, son. Well, they won't do it if their father is speaking things about them, blocking them from doing they it. They won't. I'm just telling you. <laughs> but you're They're speaking that on them. You're limiting them. Let them blossom. Uh, okay. Listen, That's what your grandmother listen. just said. So listen the, upon them, Aaron. Those two, that they have private time to talk with daddy, and they do occasionally do that. But... Yeah. Oh. Okay. I'll take well, your then never mind, under, I guess. I'll, I'll take your request under advisement. How about this? I pray in the name of Jesus that um that that curiosity, freedom in their curiosity is just loosed upon them and they are safe and comfortable um within our within our realm. Yeah, well that yes, agreed. Thank you for that. Yeah. So, so they're they're uh, they're they're both have a hard time um, opening up in the family forum. Aaron, yes, Mel. I I love the way you dig on your daddy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all I got. She just likes it because I'm always pointing out her stuff too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I've, no. I've known him long enough to get him sometimes. That's what I'm saying. Look. See, I like it because he knows. So She's much. standing over there quiet saying, hit him. Hit him again. <laughs> hit him again. He knows, he right. knows so much about we're you all, that he can use it. Here, family. Everybody be blessed. All right. Have I a love good you night. all. Good night, family. Good love night. you. God bless you. Love y'all. Love